I didn't want to be uh, a sideline, a sideline dad. You know, I wanted to be in the mix with my daughter, healthy and strong and vibrant. Welcome back to the Beer Ad Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Watanabe. Thank you so much for being here. Today we have back in studio, Mauna Burgess, and today we're talking all about food, a healthy relationship with food and how to master it and make it fuel to accomplish your goals. Specifically, we talk about the keto diet and how it's unlocked all kinds of things for Mauna in life. I hope you enjoy this episode, and without further ado, let's get into the show. So Mauna, why did you decide that you needed to make some changes in your life? Well, you know, um, I started it basically New Year's last year. I started, got on the keto bandwagon, and I did a lot of research on it. And, um, you know, my daughter is a kickboxer, and so she's very, very active. And growing up, I had older parents. My parents were about 45 when they had me. And so I remember other kids' parents, they would play football or basketball with them. They would teach them how to surf or boogie board. But my parents were older, and um, they had diabetes and they had a lot of health problems. And so I remember thinking when I turned 30, like, that's not going to be me. Um, I have had cousins that still struggle with diabetes. They had legs cut off. Um, I had uncles that died because of that. And th- being Hawaiian, growing up in Hawaii, there's just so many health problems that you're liable to, for. Um, and the Hawaii diet just isn't, like, that great for a lot of people. And so I just thought to myself, I'm 30 now. This is, like, my last few years that I got to make a major change. And so I started researching different diet options, and keto is just, like, hitting the mainstream. Mm. People didn't really know about keto, but the diet has been around since— uh, Basically, the Inuit were here because um, anyone who grow, grows up in a really cold area, they're basically on keto. But uh, scientists did some research on it in the 20s and coming into the 60s and 70s, they started using it for epilepsy. But no one really tried using it for weight loss in a mainstream kind of way until recently. So as that started to come, come up and become more popular, I thought, hey. This seems really easy and really doable. And so I did a lot of research and thought, this could be the key. This could be the key. So I jumped on about a year ago, and in, uh, in about six months, I lost about 60 pounds. Wow. And a lot of people like to like focus on the number. Mm. But for me, the real benefit was way more than just the 60 pounds. I started hiking a lot. I started doing kickboxing again. I was able to just do so many more things without getting uh, like out of breath and just my health, my mood, everything started to stabilize. And so I think those are really the benefits of keto that I really enjoy. And guys, I see this face uh, every single day because Mount is a part of our everyday production and seeing some of his performance differences um, not just in you know what kind of shots he can get, but just in an everyday life kind of way around the studio around set like he's more nimble uh he's more able to do the things that he wasn't able to do just physically um and so i can attest to some of the benefits that he's seeing internally you know externally and and i think that's for me a a huge testament to his discipline in this keto process this keto diet um but it's more than just a diet it's, it's a change of behavior. It's a change of lifestyle. And 
that's a big commitment. It's oh, something yeah. that people are afraid of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you did your research and you decided this was for you. How hard was it for you to start, you know, choosing a keto lifestyle? You know, um, so I remember when I first started keto, a lot of people warned me. They said, y you see a lot of people do keto, they'll drop like 30 pounds and then they'll put on 40 pounds. And so that, that was a, a very like common trend. I've seen a lot of people do that. And I think the issue is that when people jump into keto, they're looking for a quick weight loss solution. But that's not, that's not a good reason to do keto because it is true. You can put on a lot of weight when you bounce back. Um, and so for me, I was looking for a lifestyle change. And I was looking for tools that would help me to become more active. I didn't want to be uh, a sideline a dad. You know, I wanted to be in the mix with my daughter and um, healthy and strong and vibrant. And I wanted my later years, my next 30 years, to be like super active. And so for me, keto is just a tool in this much bigger lifestyle. It, it's not the main thing that I do. I, I do kickboxing, I do swimming, I do hula a little bit, I practice it with my daughter, you know, and I'm exploring all of these new options that um, keto has helped me to attain. But those are my goals. I wanna, um, I wanna do Diamond Head, and I wanna do it in less than like 25 minutes, you know. I wanna do a lot of things, and so I use keto as a tool to get me there. And so I think that's the, the main thing, is it wasn't a hard decision. It was, it was pretty easy because I had already started making the lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. um, the hardest decision for me is, so like tonight I have kickboxing, it's hard just pulling into the parking lot. Like getting there yep. <laughs> is super hard. I'm just seeing all the sweat, all the pain. And so I feel for me, like if you can motivate yourself to get to the gym every week, then keto for me was just like an additional tool that I'm adding on. Mm -hmm. And so... It's pretty easy for me. Mm. Yeah. You meant Coco Head, right? Yeah, Coco Head. Coco Head, yeah. Yeah. Coco Head's a beast that I still have never even attempted. Well, actually, I, I attempted it once. I felt weird going up, so I had to come back down. But Coco Head is one of those, like, kind of glory trails that people like to yeah. see as an accomplishment physically, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I, I love that this is not a dietary uh, journey for you. It's it's a lifestyle change that you wanted to make and saw that this could help you get there. Mm -hmm. And and often when I've thought about, you know, either going to the gym or eating better, it was purely either for the aesthetic reasons, for the health benefits or any of that stuff. But this was to unlock other goals for you. And that's, that's what I think is inspirational. Uh, so just... For a little bit of backstory, tell us how you used to spend like your evenings, your weekends, uh, before you decided to go down this journey. Oh, okay. So um, basically every night I'd come home and eat some, a whole lot of rice and a whole lot of like steak or some kind of meat. There's no vegetables. Um, and even on my weekends, it, my, my entire life basically revolved around food and relaxing and, and it's this very like Hawaiian kind of lifestyle where it's about it's about relaxing and eating is almost this spiritual component um, you eat with friends you eat with any celebration and everything it's so easy for everything to become about food 
And so on the weekends, it would be, where are we going for breakfast? Where are we going for lunch? Where are we going for dinner? We might go to the beach. But um, it was almost seen as bad to make any, like, any kind of exercise. Anything that was hard, anything that was difficult, it was hmm. bad. So it became a life of seeking more and more and more comfort. Um, and it gets kind of depressing after a while because after a while, you eat so much food, so many different kinds of food. There's nothing new that, like, surprises you that you want to eat. And so it became kind of depressing. Um, I feel like some people talk about getting burnt out at their job where it's very repetitive. Um, and I was just getting burnt out on food. I was getting burnt out of just sitting on the couch and watching TV, um, sitting on the on the chair and just watching my phone every night for hours on end. And it just got really boring. And I could see how the trend in my life was leading towards just continued, like, laziness. And seeing my daughter, she trains six days a week for two to three hours, maybe more. She fights competitively. And she has so much determination. Mm. And that's who inspired me, is watching my daughter, like, just take it and do it and she doesn't complain and she works hard and so i thought if she can do it and i'm supposed to be an example to her then i need to make those kinds of changes too i need to do what i'm preaching to her and so there's a lot of reasons why i made a lifestyle change but a big one is i was getting sick and tired of just looking for the next mcdonald's meal and i was like oh wow mcdonald's has like these like international burgers we gotta go this is so lame like i don't I feel like there's people who come to visit here, and they come here just to hike. And they've seen more of the island than I have. They, they still know more of the island than I, I know of, you know. And so there, there's this little part of shame in me. It's kind of like I was too unhealthy to even see those parts of the island, you know. And so part of it was catching up to my daughter. Part of it was my own boredom with my lifestyle. And, Another part of it is that I'm not going to let these visitors <laughs> know more hiking trails and know more about our sacred places that they visited on these hikes than I did. And so those are some of the influences of why uh, I made this lifestyle change, yeah. It hasn't always been easy because you actually are pulling something away from you that's really valuable. Oh, yeah. These tasty dishes, these things that you've cherished your entire life. Uh, you're a big fan of soda. You're a big fan of um, rice. Oh, yeah. And, and all of these pasta dishes that you used to bring into the office and mm -hmm. just go to town on. So you are taking something away and replacing it with something much better for you. But even that choice can be a difficult one. We went to Boston and... Oh, my God. You had to change... Pastry heaven. Yeah. You had to change a lot of the way that you ate those decisions. Mm-hmm because of your new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, how, how, to tell me a little bit about some of those difficulties. What was a challenge for you and how did you overcome those? You know, so one of the hallmarks of keto, and this is how it explained to me, um, well, on the YouTube videos I watched, but this doctor said, you know you're in keto when all your cravings go away. And I never really understood how deep my obsession with food was until I hit ketosis. So I remember it was the end of the second day of doing the keto diet, um, January 2nd or whatever. And I was lying in bed thinking, man, I, I'm not craving anything. 
And it was it was kind of like losing a close friend. You know, mm. like when a friend moves away and you want to just talk to them, but they're not there to talk to. And it was really strange. It was like this huge part of my life that I never knew was a part of me, this baggage that I was carrying around was suddenly gone. And so it, it took me a moment. It took me like a week to really process that. And and uh, I figured out, like, now I need to replace it with something. And so, you know, a lot of people look at the keto diet and say, it's too hard, I can't do it. It is really, really hard in the first few days. But once the ketosis kicks in, a lot of the cravings go away. And the hardest part is finding out something to replace all of those cravings. So I, I stopped craving sweets. I stopped craving soda. I stopped craving carbs. I didn't want food. On, on keto, you got to remind yourself to eat. Um, and so I'll, I'll go throughout the day, and I do some intermittent fasting, but it'll be like 3.34, and I'll be like, how come I feel so funny? Because <laughs> I didn't eat. <laughs> I didn't eat for like 17 hours. And so, um, but for someone whose life revolved around food, finding new places to eat and just pigging out, that was like, my catharsis thing. A lot of people, like, they like to drink or they like to, I don't know, watch movies. Like, yeah. I don't like doing any of those things. I like eating. And so it's, I'm still on that journey of trying to figure out what my next, like, persona is, you know? Because yeah. my persona for a long time was, I bet I can eat more than you. I bet I can eat faster than you. If that looks disgusting. I'll eat it, you know? And yeah. so I remember we would travel in Japan, and it was almost like a competition of how much I could eat. And I know that sounds silly, but that's a, that's why when I hit ketosis, it was like, whoa, this huge part of me is gone. Mm. I didn't realize that that was my persona. You know, I thought it was all these other things. I play drums, I do this, I do that. But no, eating was a big part of me. And so that's what I really love about the keto diet is it's not just like, oh, I'm struggling because I want to eat this. It's, it's a whole shift in how you at least for me, my relationship with food is totally different. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. Um, and it's also very uh, humbling yeah. when, when you realize that it was an addiction that was somewhat out of your control uh, when you don't even realize that it's something that you crave mm -hmm. because it's so much a part of your routine. Mm -hmm. So unlocking that, I'm sure it has unlocked other just psychological barriers for you. Like, I couldn't do this, but maybe I can. Mm -hmm. um, oh, definitely. Yeah. T tell me about some of those journeys. I mean, I don't think you ever thought you were going to jump in a kickboxing ring. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and just just to clarify, I still suck at it. I'm still a newbie. I'm not like a tough guy. But that was one of the things. I grew up in a tough town. I grew up in Waianae. And um, one of our other workers who was here, he said, everyone in Waianae knows how to fight. And that's kind of a true story. It's a, it's a tough town. Um, but I was always a nerd. I still am a nerd. And then you have the tough guys and you have the nerds. And I always thought, you know, I'm not a tough guy. I'm not going to be a muscle guy or, you know, a fit. I thought fitness was for Japanese people in Haoles, mm. you know. And, and there are some, like, fit Hawaiians and Polynesians. But generally speaking, big Hawaiian families are very big. You know, they have a lot of health issues. And I thought incorrectly that genetically I was just predisposed to be that way. And my whole family is kind of like that. Um, and so as I started to do keto, I started to realize this is something that I can do. And, and so seeing my daughter do kickboxing, that, 
that really helped break that idea in my head is the Burgesses, the Hawaiians, they can do anything they want, mm. but they have to believe it. And someone has to push them. And if it's not yourself, then it's me or my wife pushing my daughter. But okay. if you're an adult, it has to be you that uh, like takes that step and says, yeah, I can do this. And so as she was doing kickboxing, I, I started to like train on the side with her. And I was like, I can do this, you know. And it, that's, that was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm still like trying to get fit and still trying to get into the mix. But, you know, I, I do it three or four times a week every week now. Um, starting at one time a week because that's all I could have. My, I would be so sore. Mm-hmm. But um, I started to accept like I could be fit one day, you know, if I, if I commit to it. Just like with this diet, if I commit to it and just deal with the consequences of it and, and wait for the benefits of it, yeah, I can do it. And so doing keto definitely helped unlock a lot of other things that I didn't think I would be under 200 pounds again. You know, I didn't. And then here I am at 175, well, last year. I'm trying to get back to that. But, um, yeah, doing keto and seeing how much just through willpower can transform my own life. Yeah, definitely unlocked a huge amount of, like, potential for myself. Sure. I'm kind of sad that I didn't start, like, five, ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I had more energy. And nowadays, I think you hit 30, and then all of a sudden, things just start breaking down on you. <laughs> just wait to hear 40, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Another big, I think, barrier for a lot of people mm. when it comes to dietary changes is cost. You know, when we think of impoverished places um, growing up with less things, it typically means more trips to McDonald's. It typically means trips to low-cost food options, which tend to have more fats in them, more salts in them. Oh, yeah. So you just don't quite have the ability to choose the right food options. Mm -hmm. And I think even that has been turned on its head for you because you've been able to find cost-effective ways to get this, you know, lifestyle under control. Mm, mm -hmm. And without thinking about having to shop at these high-end boutique grocery stores or get these supplements, which is what a lot of people turn to these days, these Mm -hmm. other quick fixes, you grab a bag of salad from Costco and are able to make these diets stretch out for weeks, months. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell me about that part of the process because it's not just hacking the diet, it's hacking the cost mm-hmm. and, and that barrier to entry. Right. So, you know, I think um, I think when people think about vegetables and healthy eating, um, I'm all for organics. And if I can buy something organic, especially locally produced, I will. But... Um, I don't, I don't know what we used to spend our money on. I think it was just eating out. So one of the key things about keto is there's nothing for you out there. Like you can go to McDonald's and get bunless burgers and salads, but uh, that's all you can eat at any of these restaurants. So one is our eating out just went way, way down. There's just nothing to eat in most restaurants outside of a salad. And why pay $18 for a salad <laughs> that tastes the same as the salad that you're going to make at home? And so, yeah, a lot of keto, I think um, it's about frozen vegetables. It's about fresh vegetables. But it's, it's like a lot of salads and bell peppers and bacon and making, like, casseroles with hamburger and stuff. But the ingredients are a lot cheaper. And 
What I liked about keto, I guess what my point is, what I liked about keto is that I had to, you can't do keto conveniently. There, there's no way to do it without meal prepping. And I'm not a meal prepper. I'm a dice up some spam and throw it in the microwave kind of guy, you know. Um, the most I'll do is cook a big pot of rice and I'll just microwave spam and eat it with rice. That's, <laughs> that's how I ate that's for cooking. years. Yeah. And so um, as I got into keto, it's like, you can't do that. So I have to do meal prep every few days. I have to cut up all of my salads. I have to prep all of my bacons, make all of my steaks, make all of my pork. And I actually have to shop every few days. And just by, like, getting connected to my food again, um, that really helped drive the cost down. Mm. I can go to the store and I can choose what I want to eat rather than buying packs of food and just eating whatever they're putting in there. I don't eat out anymore. So all of these things really brings the cost down. And the amount that you eat really, really goes down because, again, the cravings go away. And so you're eating less times. And you're not like, how full can you get on bacon and salad, you know, um, before you get kind of sick, you know. So, so it's kind of nice. I have these three good meals. And I'm not snacking all the time. So the cost really goes down. <laughs> um, so that's why the keto, it's not just a diet. And that's the hard part to explain. It's like you're going to be shopping a lot. You're going to be choosing all of your foods. They're going to be whole foods. They're going to be fresh now. But, yeah, if you go to Costco and you figure out the ways where you can get five heads of lettuce for five bucks, which is what it costs at Sam's Club or Costco, it's amazing. That's like a whole week's lunch right there. You just add ranch over it all, put some cheese, and you're good. So give us a give us an example of your typical week um, prepping meals. What what goes into them, and um, how do how do you actually get your keto on on a regular basis here? I see. So I'll buy a lot of um, like um, cauliflower rice, and I'll buy a lot of heads of lettuce. I'll buy some bell peppers and some onions. I'll buy a big bag of cheese. Um, we'll have bacon, hamburger, and uh, cream cheeses. And those are a lot of the ingredients that you can use to build a lot of different keto ingredients. And then you're going to go to the store to get different spices and stuff. But um, basically, Sunday night, I'll prep like four or five days worth of salad. And so I'll just cut up like four heads of lettuce, five heads of lettuce. And then we have a separate container of... Um, one of those really high-quality organic salads that are kind of expensive. So I have a, I'll have a container of that, and we kind of just mix that in. Then we'll cut up bell peppers. We'll cut up onions. And so it's kind of mix and match. We'll cut up mushrooms, cucumbers. Um, and then I'll make all my zucchini noodles at the same time. And so whenever we want to do something like a pasta, we can just add zoodles. You know? And so by prepping it all at once, it makes it really easy when you want to start cooking. Um, and so I'll bring in bacon half the time, and then my wife looks up a lot of different keto recipes, and these recipes are really good. It's like stuffed bell peppers, cheeseburger casseroles, and um, we'll make tacos out of uh, out of like romaine leaf lettuce um, shells, you know. And so it's about like replacing things and finding workarounds to get around the carbs, but um, especially if you buy it in bulk and you prep it all at once. It's a lot cheaper than uh, any other like diet that I've tried. You don't have to buy Slim Fast. You don't have to buy protein powders. You don't have to buy 
a lot of different things. It's like buy a, lot, buy a lot of lettuce, buy a lot of bell peppers, buy a lot of lemons, buy a lot of cauliflower rice, and you just have these huge bags of stuff. Um, I like mixing it up with steamed vegetables. Um, and so a lot of people also clue in. It's like, oh, it's just bacon and it's just fatty stuff. Like keto is a lot of salad. You can't just eat meats and, and fats. Um, you need something that's actually going to fill you up, like in your stomach. But you're going to get most of your calories from those sources. But uh, so I have uh, for the guys on the video here. So I'm going to eat four slices of this for lunch. <laughs> and then this is my salad. This is like a medium salad. This isn't a huge salad for me. But but the amazing thing is, so this is like a quarter salad maybe. But even if you're not on keto, you're supposed to be getting this much greens. Like a lot more than this. Like on a daily level. So, so for those on the audio podcast, that is about how much? A quart? I think so. A quart of green things. Yeah. Lettuce. All, all those other green things and four strips of pork bacon. Yep. So that gets you your fats because you also have, what? what is that, cheese in there? Cheese on there and then I douse it with ranch and there's some bell peppers in there. You know, I put some lemon in my water. It helps with the cramping. Mm. But um, it's, what what is amazing is like I don't miss anything. Like I'm not like sitting here thinking, man, I wish I was having a, a big old burger. Because I can still have a burger. I just can't have the buns on and, you know, I I would sit in this office and we, we had some clients that were, uh, were making ramen videos for and doing like these food prep videos uh, and, and all of these other content pieces that revolved around chefs or food. And I would hear Mauna every hour or so saying, I'm so hungry. I'm so hungry. Like, why do you make me work I on these videos? I hated videos. Oh, my God. Because it was a constant reminder that he was missing out on this delicious food. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't hear that anymore. And mm. that's, that's been really interesting, um, is that I have firsthandedly experienced the evaporation of the cravings in real time. Mm -hmm. um, we'll go on set, and Mano will bring a cooler full of his own prepped things, so that he doesn't have to worry about is, are we going to be able to find a keto friendly spot? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take him a long time because all of the ingredients are already in his fridge or, or whatever that is. Yeah. And so we have a, yeah. a 5 a.m. call time and his stuff is already ready to go. Meanwhile, we have to go find food on location yeah. um, to, to satisfy our, our need to be sustained. Mm -hmm. So... Give me an example or, or tell, tell me and tell everybody else who is unfamiliar with the basics of keto mm. and what you're trying to do, what, what kind of fats you're trying to get, what is this thing called ketosis, mm -hmm. and just kind of the basics of what this, what this is. Okay, just to take it back just a minute ago, you said on set, I bring my own food. And then you guys have to find your food. Yep. So, I mean, that's that's a big part of why I like the keto thing as far as a lifestyle. Because rather than hoping to find a healthy option, I brought my healthy option. Mm -hmm. And so if you were trying to do a diet, it's a lot harder. It's not as convenient, mm -hmm. but it's way more intentional. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about keto. Like, I'm not sitting there hoping I'll find a healthy option. Because a lot of salads, you put on the wrong salad dressing, you're screwed. Like, it's not a healthy salad for you anymore. And so, um, but with me, 
I've measured every single thing. I know how many carbs, I know how many calories, and I, I have to bring it with me. So that's part of why I like the keto. It's a, it's a big lifestyle. But um, so with ketosis, the idea is that rather than eating and getting your energy from carbohydrates, you're going to tell your body to basically change the energy source. And so think of it like a, a gas engine versus an electric engine. So gas engine, it's easy to put the gas in. You know, it's literally just a chemical. Um, it burns it, it creates exhaust, and it makes the engine dirty. You know, um, it makes the environment dirty. And uh, it's kind of just a, a dirty fuel versus electric where it's more complicated. There's more steps that your body has to take to create these ketones that your body's going to burn. Um, but it's also a cleaner burning energy. Um, it lasts longer and it feels better. It's, it's smoother and it's a smoother ride. And so in the same sense, that's what you're doing is you're, you're switching your body from using carbohydrates to ketones. But along the way, um, the main thing you're doing is controlling your insulin level. Because every time you eat carbohydrates, your body floods with insulin. And what it does is it eats up all the glucose. And then it signals to your brain, eat some more glucose. We need more because I've taken all the glucose out of the bloodstream, stored it as fats, and now I need more glucose. So that's why when you eat like a lot of pastas, at least I'll get hungry in a little while. When I go to eat Chinese food and it's all carbs, I'll be hungry like within the hour. And it's a hormone response that you're doing. And so by doing keto, by avoiding the carbohydrates, you're avoiding those insulin spikes. And so your mood, your cravings, everything gets regulated. Mm. Um, you know, like uh, runners will eat a lot of carbohydrates right before a run, so they get that nice energy boost. But what sucks is you eat lunch at about noon, and then they call it like the 2 o'clock, the 3 o'clock slowdowns. And that's because the carbohydrates, all that energy is leaving your body. It's getting stored as fats now. Whereas with keto, the second I get up, I'm fueled by ketones that my body is breaking down my fats and just fueling me with. So it's a much like smoother energy source. But um, keto itself, I don't think, when it comes down to like losing weight, it's a calorie count thing, you know. Um, and so... What I think is the main power of keto is the craving control. Um, I'm not craving all day. I don't snack at all. I don't have sodas or anything, really. It's the three planned meals that I'm going to eat, and that's all I'm eating. Um, and so I think that's really the power of it. Inherently, it's not... If, if you can stick to a carb diet and just not eat that many calories... That's great. But I think I've had such a terrible relationship with food. Mm. I, I just can't do it. I need the cravings to go away to stick to that diet. And so that's the basic gist of keto. It's a really complicated scientific process. But uh, it's basically hormone controlling and switching your energy source. You know? This is not necessarily for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, other people are able to control their cravings. Other people are able to just work out more so right. that they can actually uh, burn all of the, those carbs off. Yeah. And, and their their body becomes that, you know, carbohydrate burning machine. Right, right, right. Um, but within the, the life that you live, this is a better solution for you. Yeah, yeah. 
For and, me, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I feel like that's the case with a lot of things, um, whether it's production. I mean, people try to get down the idea of shooting just like somebody else or directing like somebody else. Um, or like my, my analogy is always golf. Like people try to swing just like Tiger or, you know, Phil Mickelson because they think mm. that if they can swing like that, it will conquer the rest of their game. Yeah, right. But the reality is every human is different. Every body is different. And so we have to treat food differently as well. Mm -hmm. We have to think about the fuel that we put in our body as it pertains to us. Mm -hmm. And so if this is a solution that you found, it actually might not work for other people in the same way that it works for you. Oh, yeah. And so to actually think about food in a more personal, pragmatic uh, approach as, as what what works for your body mm -hmm. learn about that and and double down and triple down on on what works for your body and i think that's one of the things that you've learned really well is how to listen to your body mm -hmm. what it appreciates what it thrives on and and the opposite as well like what it doesn't do well with yeah avoiding those things yeah. and you're able to do that because those cravings have gone away yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the psychology of it, I think it's the part that a lot of people don't appreciate. Mm. Um, they, they look at it like uh, they compartmentalize what they eat with what they do. Mm. And as a human, there's only like three things you need to do. <laughs> you need to eat, you need to drink, and there's your sex drive, you know. And so it's like... Thanatos and Eros, you have two main motivating factors. is surviving and procreating. And so what is more important than eating? What drives people's mood? What drives their energy level, their lifestyle? More than what you eat. I, I don't know any single factor that, that like controls more of that. But people like to think about eating and diet as this one little part of their life. Like It's like 75% of the whole purpose of your I work so that I can buy food for my kids, you know? It's mm -hmm. about providing food so that we can survive. And so, yeah, if people... I, I recommend keto to people who have tried other diets um, and and it's failed for them. Um, but there's a lot of people who are skinny and they work out a lot and they have a healthy relationship with food. And I think that's great for them. But if you don't have a healthy relationship with food... The awesome thing about keto for me is like the craving control because in and of itself, you know, keto is great, you know, but carbs are great too. One isn't better than the other. So even like the gasoline versus electric, I think people are like electrics a little better, but uh, carbs and keto, it, it doesn't really matter. It's whatever works for you, you know? And so for me, having the cravings gone, that's what works for me. If I could find a carb diet, where I can eat cake and I can eat chips and all of that, but I'd crave all of those things. I would do that so quickly. Yeah. But um, keto is what works for me. It doesn't work for everybody for sure. But you know, I think that's that's a great place to cut this episode. I mean, I think there was a lot of just helpful information, not just in the food aspect of learning about a new diet trend or anything like that, but really how to unlock your life. Um, by understanding your relationship with food, your primary energy source. Is there any last bits of information that you've either learned or, or have struggled with that you think might help other people? 
Huh. So, I hear a lot of people don't like the keto diet because the idea of fats um, strike them as just like weird, like getting your calories from fats. And so, um, I can understand that. But um, I learned from uh, our friend Wes Hodge that, uh, you know, there was actually a campaign that the sugar companies took against. Well, basically, they wanted more people to buy and eat sugar. So, they said... Stop eating fats because fats make you fat. Eat like healthy oatmeal and yogurts, but it's such a plain taste. So here, add some sugars. And so this like drive towards carbohydrates began. And this kind of demonizing of fats happened at the same time. I hear this a lot, like you are what you eat. I used to eat a lot of sugary snacks. I'm pretty sure I'm not made out of sugar. When I was doing that, you know, I'm pretty sure if you looked at my cells, you're not going to see an increased sugar content in my cells. It goes into my body, gets converted to calories, which gets converted to fats. So that's why I'm fat, you know. Um, but the sugar gets converted into stuff. So the idea of like you are what you eat is kind of is pretty false. Mm. It's it's about the calorie count. Everything gets processed in through your stomach and your intestines. Know, and all the nutrients gets derived from there. So I would just say, if you're worried about eating a lot of fats, making you fat, don't worry about it. If you get a Big Mac, 40 to 50% of those calories just comes from the bread alone. Like carbs are actually way more calorie dense than fats are. Fats, cleaner energy, last longer. So there's a lot of misconceptions about keto. And so I just think that if you are really looking at trying something new, Give it a real chance. And, and don't just try to jump in on it. Do the research. Think about the changes you're going to need to make. Because unless you're willing to do all of it, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Mm. You're going to do it for a week. You're going to hate it because you're going to go through keto flu. I mean, it takes a week just to get into keto. And it's, it's, it's not an easy week. It's not an easy week. I can tell you that. But if you're willing to make the sacrifice, I lost 10 pounds in like uh, 10 days so far. And so you can expect to lose like 10 pounds. A month. It's amazing what it can do to help transform you. But you, you got to do the work. Don't just expect, I'm just going to eat bacon. But do the work, be ready for it, commit. And I think that's true for anything in life that you want to do. Yeah. And just as a little bit of a caveat, we are not health experts. We're not recommending you do this on your own. This is just some real life experience. Uh, from from Mauna's life, how it's changed him, how it's it's blessed his family, um, and some of the results, some of the gains that he's seen personally. So please don't take this as a, a medical diary nope. in any sort of way. Keto Connect, ask your doctor, do a lot of research. Yeah, what what are some of those resources that you use to find information to to learn about more more of this, but also how to enable you. To, to do this keto diet? So my biggest resource is getting my wife on it <laughs> because um, she found like a ton of recipes. After about a month, you get really sick of like salads and stuff. So finding recipes that match you and there's like hundreds of like uh, Instagram profiles. It's basically a mirror of tasty. It's like keto tasty. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, and then Keto Connect on YouTube, they also have a website. Um, they're really excellent. They go through like top 10 items at Walmart for keto. Or they say, this is this says keto on it, but it's actually terrible for you. And they'll go through different diets. And um, 
just like different struggles and different successes that you'll find in keto. And that's a really, really great resource. Um, but there's a lot of information online about the keto diet. It's been pretty popular. I mean, Dr. Oz did a bunch of features on it. And, um, and it's really interesting. There was a lady on there that was doing keto for like 20 years. And she looks great. And she says she loves it. She's very healthy. And so it's just, you know, do, do your research. If you have a special, like, um, if you have health issues, definitely talk to your doctor first. For the most part, though, well, take that with a word of caution because most doctors don't know anything about keto. It's a very, like, new diet in the medical world somehow. I, I don't know as far as using it for weight loss. But, um, yeah, Keto Connect is really great. And there's a lot of great keto um, cookbooks. And they're important. They're important to, like, get into. So, and get your wife or your other half <laughs> to help you out. Yeah. You need that support because when they're eating all the good foods that you want to be eating, especially during that like keto flu, during that like moving into ketosis mm -hmm. phase, dude, that's that can be the hardest or, or the biggest punch to your motivation. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But if you've got any questions, um, don't DM me because I don't know anything about this. But connect with Mauna at... Connect with me at Mauna Shoot Stuff on Instagram and just search for me, Mauna Burgess. Facebook, Instagram, and basically that's it. And that'll wrap it up for this episode of the B-Rad Podcast. I hope you found that valuable, even though it was a bit different than a lot of our other content. Uh, I think it still is completely relevant because we all eat food. Um, and we all have to learn about our relationship with food. Uh, if you got any questions other than that, shoot us a comment, shoot us a DM, let us know what you think about this episode, uh, and we will connect with you on the next one. Aloha. Aloha.